Metallica. Here they come, the kings of metal. Metal Up Your Podcast with your host, Clint Wells. All things Metallica. Hey, this is Jay Weinberg from Slipknot. This is Chad Z, roadie for Metallica. Mick Wool. Michael Wagner. Jimmy Clark. Lars Ulrich, drum tech. This is Johnny Z. This is Joe from Bukasa. Adam Dubin, director of Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica. Hey, this is Rob Dietrich, master distiller for Black and American Whiskey. Hey, everybody, I'm Lizzie. And I'm Joe. We're from the band Hailstorm. This is Ray Burton, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 346 of Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Wells, All Metallica Podcast. I am coming to you from lovely Aspen, Colorado, here on a rare day off on tour, staying with a friend up in the hills. My wife's birthday is today. She's out hanging with some of our friends, riding bikes through these lovely mountains, and uh, wanted to jump into a new episode. We're going to be going through the email portal, reading some emails, and also announcing the winners of the pick contest if you're wondering what the pick contest is, all you got to do is leave a positive review on iTunes and I'll be sending you a uh, new, rare, one-of-a-kind, 72 seasons themed guitar picks in the mail. It's that simple. Leave a positive review. I'm going to read your name at the end of the episode. You send me an email, show at gmail.com and write pick contest in the subject. Send me your PO box or your address, wherever you want them sent, and they will all go out to the mail. Um, I'm pretty busy on the road through November, but I will be able to get all of these out. So let's get into it. The news, not a lot going on. The the, uh, tour is about to kick off in the States, and until then, there's not a ton going on in the news. Uh, I am excited about the the shows kicking back up again because that means more Metal Tales. Um, If you want to sign up for Metal Tales, you got to become a patron, blah, blah, blah. You'll hear a commercial for that later, but let's talk a little bit about the news, especially as it pertains to the 72 Seasons Tour. Wolfgang Van Halen, who has been opening some of the shows, uh, this is from, he's been talking about what it's been like out there. This is guitar.com. He says, we were all kind of shocked during even sound check. Wolfgang Van Halen on opening for Metallica on M72 tour. We were just like, this is really what we're doing here? Mammoth WVH mastermind Wolfgang Van Halen has spoken about the crazy experience of opening for Metallica. Speaking of a new interview with Matt Pinfield, Wolfgang recalls his initial meeting with Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich. And the way the man was super kind and super nice, we shook hands, talked for a bit. The rocker says, I had no idea that would lead him to asking us to take part in the tour. I kind of can't believe that we'll be opening for them for the whole tour. I think we're the only opener to play every building with them, which is really crazy. Very excited, very honored to be a part of it. He adds, we already just did Amsterdam, which was nuts. They have a really crazy stage. It was definitely a first, but yeah, very excited and honored to be a part of it. Reflecting on the first show he did with Metallica earlier this year, Wolfgang says, Walking into the stadium to play the first show, it was like, we've never done anything like this before. Which is interesting, because they did do the Guns N' Roses tour, I believe. 
which is a stadium, but it's not a stadium in the round. It's kind of a more traditional stadium where the stage is set back towards one of the in, uh, end zones. He says, we were all shocked during the sound check. Oh my gosh, this is unreal. These are all the things that anyone would say. These are the things that I would say if I was opening for them too. Very cool experience. And also um, leads me to let you guys know that I have a guest coming on soon named Greg Renoff, who wrote one of my favorite Van Halen books called Van Halen Rising. He's going to come on the show. We're going to talk about his Metallica story, obviously Monsters of Rock when they were, did this tour with Van Halen. I'm really looking forward to that. All right, next in the news, Lars has written the forward to a new collection. Well, it's not new, to a new publication of a collection of Hunter S. Thompson short stories. This is from our friends at Blabbermouth. Metallica's Lars Ulrich has written the introduction to the latest edition of Screwjack, a rare collection of wild and outlandish short stories, long thought to be lost by literary legend Hunter S. Thompson. On July 28th, Ulrich took to his Instagram to share a photo of him holding a copy of the book, and he included the following message, beyond psyched to have had the opportunity to write an introduction for the latest edition of Hunter S. Thompson's 91 collection of short stories, 1991 collection of short stories, Screwjack. Reading these stories reminds me of what a treasure and mindfuck Hunter S. Thompson's immortal words would continue to be. Thanks to Simon and Schuster for encouraging me to put pen to paper for this. Check it out if you like things wild, salacious, and unsettling. I read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when I was a teenager, like most people. Didn't really grab me. The only author that really stuck with me out of the Hunter S. Thompsons and the Kerouacs and the Ginsbergs. Ginsberg kind of stuck with me a little bit. But the one poet that I read everything that he ever wrote that was not really a beat poet or a beat writer, but part of that collage was Charles Bukowski, who uh, I do recommend. Although I was dipping back into some Bukowski recently, and I've, I do feel like I'm at an age and a stage of life where I've kind of moved on from his very um, specific and intense milieu. So anyway, that's the news. Not a lot going on. When these shows kick back off, uh, we're going to be having some fun talking Metallica M72 tour. Uh, we are on all the socials. You can go follow me on Instagram is where I'm most active. Also on Twitter. That's where you can keep up with what's going on during the week. It's been so busy on the road. We're on like a 10-day run. My wife's been out with us on the bus. We've been sort of doing Montana, Wyoming. We were doing Oregon. And uh, we're ending this run in Aspen. Then we have a day off at home in Nashville. But for that day off, Morgan and I are doing a, show, a showcase for her new album, um, for Sony, which is the label she signed to, doing like a little acoustic showcase thing. And then I'm back on a plane to meet the bus in Chicago, where we are playing Lollapalooza, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. And then also as part of the Lollapalooza thing, we're doing two pop-up club shows at a place called Reggie's, which are both already sold out. So the train keeps rolling. And um, you know, my workload doubled on the podcast. So definitely trying to make sense of it, get you guys some good content. And uh, check in with everybody. The best way to do it, obviously, has always been through the emails. And uh, we got a handful of emails here. We're going to talk some Metallica. And then I'm going to read the winners of this pick contest. Also, I will be doing the drawing for the Kill em All box set, which you can be eligible for as a patron. And I'll probably be doing that on Instagram Live. So stay tuned for that. That'll happen on the day off at home if, if I can find an extra hour or two. And uh, I'll be posting about it. You can all watch it. I'm going to put all the names in my skull, Voss. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're eligible to win one of these box sets. So that's going to be really cool. So for now, let's kick it to the email portal. 
All right, Andrew Bootsellis says, Hey, Clint, it's been a minute since I wrote in. With my 11th Metallica concert just a week away, I felt compelled to drop in and express my feelings about that black and yellow record that's been spinning on my turntable for the last three months. And he's not talking about a Striper record. He says, I think that a lot of fans, for a lot of fans, it's been a roller coaster of emotions with this record. From the adrenaline rush of Lux Eterna dropping to the tepid reactions to the following two singles, the uneasy reaction to the record upon first listen, and finally the growing appreciation. Simply put, I love the album. As a 30-year-old dude who got on the ride at 10 years old with St. Anger, it's not always been smooth sailing joining the boys in the second half of their career. I never got to experience the heights of the first five records, and every album in my fandom that's been released has been surrounded by some sort of backlash and sonic irritation. The St. Anger snare, the loudness wars of Death Magnetic, the maybe I'm not cool enough to get it of Lulu. Then came Hardwired. Hardwired sounded great, the artwork was fresh, and the boys looked good. While there were some amazing highs, the album ultimately let me, left me feeling kind of lukewarm. I think I was more excited the album wasn't bad rather than it being great. It didn't feel like they were doing what they wanted. It felt safe. I love 72 Seasons for many reasons, but I think the most important one is that it sounds like the exact music Metallica wants to be playing. It's always driven me crazy listening to the trues drone on about Metallica abandoning their thrash roots. These guys grew up on Aerosmith, ACDC, Thin Lizzy, Leonard Skinner, and Deep Purple. They've always strived to be a rock and roll band. When asked in an interview what songs he was most proud of, Hepfield references the bridge to Unforgiven 2 because they finally sounded like Jimmy Page. In fact, it seems the record Hetfield and Ulrich enjoy the least is justice. 72 Seasons sounds like Metallica at their best when they're confident playing music that they enjoy. Lars ultimately wants to sit back and hold it down like Phil Rudd while James plays massive groovy riffs. Maybe the songs go on too long. Who cares? They're having a blast. It's infectious. We're seeing the band fully actualized, and yet James is still exploring new vocal and lyrical territory, which is beyond exciting. Room of Mirrors may be my favorite Metallica song in the last 20 years. All right, apologies for the long email. Thanks for keeping this trainer rolling forever on and on and on. P.S. Absolutely been loving Going Supernova best. Andrew Bucellis, Brooklyn, New Jersey. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for checking out uh, Going Supernova too. Man, excellent thoughts on the record. I got to say, I agree with a lot of this. Um, I do think it's an interesting juxtaposition that you're claiming, and I think you're onto something, that they're playing the music they want to play, while some of the criticism is that the, the record's kind of safe, you know, it doesn't take a lot of chances, dynamically stays the same. But I, I feel you, dude. I mean, I think about that a lot too, you know. Lars, more than the other guys, will talk a lot about Merciful Fate and Tigers of Pang Tang, Diamond Head. But when you get them all together and you look at these interviews, there's a lot of talk about Motorhead. A lot of talk about Judas Priest, a lot of talk about early Aerosmith, early Bon Scott era ACDC, definitely a lot of deep purple talk. And one of the things that makes this band so damn cool is that this thrash thing that was happening in California in the early 80s, it's like they sort of stumbled on it, invented it, perfected it, and then immediately moved on. And like a lot of great artists, like you know, Prince and like U2, uh, they just kept exploring and changing and moving through it, you know? The jump from Kill Em All to Ride the Lightning is one of the biggest jumps from a first uh, record to a second record, I think, ever. By the time they do puppets, they've perfected that thing. Justice was a progressive masterpiece and started cracking them into the MTV, like, youth culture. And then the Black Album is like the greatest hard rock metal album ever. 
greatest sounding one. Like it's like that and Back in Black and Highway to Hell. And then they just keep exploring. And we, you know, we know the discography. So this idea that they're making the music they want to make, I think it's cool. I think it's true. They don't have anything to prove anymore. So I think there's something to that. I mean, so many good thoughts here. You say Hardwired left you feeling kind of lukewarm. I went back and listened to Hardwired and it's a lot better than I remembered. I just haven't checked in on it in a while. Just what a great band. And I, you know, you coming on board with St. Anger, all the releases sort of being beset with some issues. I don't know. Try to keep in mind that that was happening too uh, back in the day. People upset that about acoustic guitars on Metallica records and people upset, I don't know, after Cliff died that couldn't hear the bass and uh, people will just complain about anything i think that's just the nature of being a human being dane virali says i have way too much to pack in but i just started listening a few weeks ago and i've been running through the catalog of episodes you guys kick ass sorry to see you go it alone and we will miss ethan of course we will he says i'm going to start by saying that my connections to metallica are strange and stem from childhood i'm a 92 baby and I remember my dad buying Load and Reload when they came out, and I thought they were the only and best band in the world. Moved a little bit away from them in high school, but moving backwards to go from the start, I became hooked on Kill 'Em All, which is my favorite record. The youthfulness, excitement, and intent of the music, the speed and melodies and fat are fast, and sometimes violent guitar riffs are what make it for me. I know the lyrical content isn't top-notch, but I love the vocal sounds. Lyrics always sunk in last for me too, so I can easily get past the content. I'm from Rochester, so growing up and knowing they had a history here always made the band feel close. Plus, my dad and uncle telling stories of them getting to see them in Buffalo around the time of Kill 'Em All made me feel like the band were almost friends of theirs when I was a kid. My dad has seen almost every iteration of the band and recently saw Rob for the first time when we went to Buffalo in August of 22. That was special for sure. The show was killer until my girlfriend broke her ankle. Oh, shit. Could be a story for when I become a patron. Anyways, I just wanted to ask or comment on that. I've collected over my short time listening to the show. Okay, so he's got some uh, some statements from listening to the show. He says, number one, why the Dean Del Rey hate? He had Kirk and Jason on and is a Bay Area guy from the early days. I really like Dean. was curious what the beef was there. Well, I don't really know what I've said in the past. I don't hate him. I just don't enjoy the podcast. You know, It's just not my cup of tea. I find his voice a little grating. And I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't have anything personal against him. I think he seems like a really cool dude. I have the same deal with like Mark Marin. I think Mark Marin, you know, is a guy that always wanted to be a comedian. It didn't really happen. And then he locked into this great talent that he has of interviewing people. You know, he just gets good stuff out of people. But I just, I don't know, that first 15, 20 minutes of his podcast where he's doing his neurotic comedian thing, it's just hard for me. And that's one of the most beloved podcasts ever. I don't have a problem with Mark Marin. Again, he seems like a cool dude. And my hat's off to anyone who does comedy, including Dean, because uh, Dean's a comedian. I mean, c- comedy is the hardest art form, I think, to do. And uh, if I was having a beer or a coffee with these guys, it'd be all cool. You know, I don't, I don't hate them or have any beef with them. It's just not my cup of tea. And probably with Dean, I was probably grumpy that he was (laughs) interviewing Kirk and Jason because I want to interview them so badly. But I was also probably just punching that up for juice for the show. I mean, I really don't have a problem with him at all. I think he's cool. I'd love to hang out with him. In fact, I'd love to have him on the show and hear his damn story. So if you guys know Dean Del Rey and you want to put out those feelers for me, that would be cool. Okay. He says... 
this is back to Dane's email. Did you notice the Batman riff at the end of Shadows Follow? I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah, if you listen to, we did two episodes of commentary for 72 seasons. Obviously, Shadows Follow is going to be in episode one because it's track two of the album. Uh, I hone in on that pretty quick. Yeah. And now I hear it every time. I think someone's even written in and said, now they hear it every time too. Yeah, I I don't know if it was intentional. It's a little earworm. It's cool. It's, it's a hook. But it's so much like Batman that it's distracting for me. It's like the only problem I have with that song. Paul Moak, friend of the show, obviously, is out on tour with Ann Wilson. And we've been texting. We've both been on the road a lot and uh, checking in on his tour and stuff. And I noticed he was writing something to me. And, you know, sometimes when someone sends you a text, you can see like what your last thread was. Maybe it was 10 days ago. Maybe it was a month ago. My last thing I sent to him was probably me having a few beers, listening to 72 Seasons. And I was like, dude, in fact, here, just let me find it. This is the kind of late night text you might get from me. Okay, let's see. Okay, this is for this is at 4.35 a.m., okay? Friday, July 21st. Dude, Shadows Follow from the new Met album is so cool. Almost as cool as anything they've done. <laughs> he wrote back on Sunday, dude, I love the whole album. Been running to it out here, going well. Oh, and then he's talking about in the groove, getting comfortable, playing Nashville on Tuesday. They had a hometown show. Anyway, that's going to be here or there. I just love Shadows Follow. The Batman part, a little, a little dicey for me. Uh, Dane says, have you ever heard the song Same Old Blues by Leonard Skinner? It contains the Ronnie riff. I have not heard that. Have you heard that rumor that's going around? Baby's got a man, Lord, away across town. It's the same old story, but tell me where will it end? Yes, I heard the news, it's the same old blues again. Nice job in an old episode saying that a Metallica song could be in the new show Stranger Things, which came true. Wow. Prophets didn't even know it. It says Kill 'em All plays in a loop. The Sandman is an old European fairy tale. Burton is a snowboard company and frees them all. And lastly, Dane ends with by saying that he thinks that the mechanics kicks ass. Thanks for writing in, Dane. Glad you're on the ride, bud. Thomas White says, Hey, sorry, needed to email immediately upon hearing the custom guitar pick chat. I've gone crazy on M72 and the pick. Some of the collection here, he sent pictures of his M72 stuff, which all the black and yellow together looks so cool when people start really putting all this together. It's brilliant marketing by the band. He says, I'd love to get those M72-inspired Metal Up Your Podcast picks you've made. Happy to contribute. I left a review on iTunes. Love what you do. I'll send a more detailed email eventually. Really do appreciate you continuing this on your own. Maybe one day I'll pick up the courage to do a Metal Tales with you. Yeah, I hope you do, dude. He signs all saying, OG listener, longtime patron, Tom from near Edinburgh, Scotland. Nice. Um, hopefully you can come catch a show next time we're up in Scotland, Tom. Tickets on me, homie. All right. Last email, Kent Bell. Hey, Clint. Heard on the show, saw that Morgan Wade Tour will be bringing you back to Amsterdam in September. If you have free time and are interested, be happy to show you stuff from my collection. Chat about it for the show if you have a portable recording setup, which I presume you do in some shape or form. We talked about it quite a bit in the early days of the show. You'll recall seeing some of the early drafts of the graphic design project. 
one of the big topics in the Metallica universe that y'all haven't really tackled that much. Yeah, I remember those emails, Kent. Those were definitely early days, first couple of years. He says, it's actually featured in the Metallica special of Record Collector UK Magazine this month. And last month, my girlfriend and I were featured in Metal Hammer too. So hopefully we can make some sort of meetup happen. If you do want to produce some content for the show, we do well to have some pre-production in terms of items and topics, angles. Yeah, so Kent, keep on rocking through with Kent. So Kent has like a really formidable, obviously, um, you know, reputable Metallica collection. And we were talking in the early days about doing maybe even a series of episodes just chronicling what, A, there's two things that are interesting to me about Kent. Number one, what he actually has, okay? Like the vinyl, the posters, the t-shirts, the memorabilia. But then two, what it's like for a guy like him to acquire all that crap. I just think that's interesting. Um, we will be in Amsterdam. It will be during my... I'll be turning 40 while we're in Amsterdam. I do have a way to bring remote recording gear overseas. It's not as easy as it is to throw on the bus here, but we are going to be touring in a bus over there. I would like to find a way to make it work, Kent. We will work on that for sure. Thank you for reaching out to the show. Hey, everyone. I want to take a moment to tell you about Patreon and how you can help support Metal Up Your Podcast. Patreon is a simple, interactive way to support the people who make the content you love. Metal Up Your Podcast has always been, and always will be, free. There's no value that can be assigned to this community of music lovers that we've built from all corners of the world. But there are associated costs with running the podcast, in addition to the large amount of time it takes to curate and edit these episodes for all of you. For $5 a month, the equivalent of a cup of coffee or a beer, you can support Metal Up Your Podcast continuing to grow in both quality and frequency. In addition to helping keep Metal Up Your Podcast up and running, becoming a patron also means eligibility to come on the show as a guest for a future Metal Tales episode. The ability to ask guests like Jay Weinberg of Slipknot, Lizzie Hale of Hellstorm, and even members of Metallica's inner circle your very own questions. Merch, vinyl giveaways ticket giveaways to shows like SNM2 and Sling Castle. It's easy to sign up, easy to use. You can set a price that makes sense for your budget, and all of it goes into making Metal Up Your Podcast the best show it can possibly be. The link to Patreon is in the description of the podcast app you're using to listen to this episode. And as usual, thank you all so much for the support. I could not make this podcast without you. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> metal up your podcast show at gmail.com i love hearing from you guys all right let's get to this pick contest so once again all you got to do it's easy leave a positive review on itunes i'm gonna every month read the list of the people who left the reviews and uh it's as simple as that. Write in, pick contests in the subject, put your address, your P.O. box, wherever you want them sent. I'll get them all sent out. So check this out. If you hear your name, write in. This is Big Cuz, Bobby M-U-Y-P, Pat Roach 25, Bo Sox 74, J Lindy 21, Fan Blocks UWU, Bloodhound 74, and Fun Time Sap which sounds like it could be a band from the mid-90s who opened for the Butthole Surfers. Good night, Dark Continent. We're fun time sap. Stay tuned for the Butthole Surfers who are going to burn this motherfucker down. There's a story about the Butthole Surfers. I'm endlessly fascinated by Gibby Haynes, who's the lead singer of the Butthole Surfers. You know, an art collective 
project from Austin, Texas. I don't think these guys ever had any ambition of being famous <laughs> at all. And when they kind of became a little bit of an MTV band for a minute, it's like they just did everything to destroy it. Uh, also, I believe they were all completely hooked on heroin, which doesn't help. But the stories that after that song, Pepper got big, they'd come out and immediately play Pepper kind of fast. And then Gibby Haynes would say, all right, now that we got all the assholes out of here, we can start the show, which I think is cool. Even if that's rock and roll mythology, I like the story. So, all right. Thank you to everyone who left the reviews. We also got a handful of new patrons, which I appreciate you guys very much. I want to give a shout out to Chris Reynolds, Matthew Urbelli, Tim Ford, and Eliza Lewis for jumping on the Patreon train. at such an important time for the podcast too. Man, that means a lot to me. You guys are fucking awesome. Once again, I will be drawing the names from the Skull Voss this week on Instagram Live. And someone out there, one of you lucky patrons, is going to win the Kill Em All box set. And I do want to shout out Matthew Rebelli, who became a patron as well, who's been making some really great like new M72 era artwork for the podcast that I'm going to start rolling out soon. Um, I do apologize if the episode is short this week. Um, but man, I'm just on a kind of grueling tour and my wife's out here and it's her birthday. And a few of the guests that I have lined up have had to reschedule, but the guests lined up are awesome. A bunch of fun guest hosts. Moke's going to come back on. And uh, there's still a lot of work to do, a lot to talk about. And uh, you guys can catch me over on the socials. I do love and appreciate all of you who take the time to listen, take the time to tell a buddy about it or tag me in uh, your social media stuff. Um, you guys really make this work worth doing, and I really appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. I will see you on the flippity-floppity. Peace. <laughs>